Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Now to Trey Betty. Brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service. 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker. Dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Well, Trey, just for old times' sakes, I know you graduated a long time ago. Did you go to graduation to see what caps and gowns still look like this past weekend? Uh, I passed. I don't think I'll be going to a graduation <laughs> unless it's a relative or maybe my daughter, personally. Mm. You're not a not big that graduation that's not something to guy. be celebrated for everybody else, but just not me. Okay. Now, I wonder how many Razorback athletes walked. We know three baseball players did. Uh, I don't have any idea how many football or basketball players did. Of course, these days you could walk and still have, what, four years of eligibility? That's right. That's right. You, well, yeah, I mean, uh, you could absolutely walk in graduation without, you know, having summer school left. They will, they'll let you do that. Uh, I know McTelvin again got his master's really? degree. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, that was passed over to me, so congratulations to him. Uh, but I don't, I'm not sure um, how many football players graduated. Well, academics is over. I think uh, does summer school start as early as next Monday? Uh, when does everybody come yeah. back and start working out again? Yeah, well, it, I know Danny had an article today about the arrival dates of several of the, of the new guys. Um, usually they give them a little bit of time after school wraps up, um, and then they come back and it's – you can usually figure it out because it's about, you know, you get a week before, usually a week off before uh, uh, fall camp starts, or excuse me, not fall, yeah, fall camp, before fall camp starts, uh, which is probably going to be around April 4th. So you can count back about nine weeks from that and get the start date because it's usually an eight-week uh, type of cycle. Um, but most of the guys that are that we know of from the you know the high school guys that haven't enrolled yet, the transfers that haven't arrived yet, uh, it's going to be the end of this month. So uh, a lot of times you see June for those guys, but it'll be like you know a lot of a lot of May 25th is seems to be uh, a pretty popular date for the guys coming in uh, that haven't been here already. Okay, so if August fourth if August fourth is about is the target date for first day of practice. Then eight full weeks would go back to say Monday, June the twelfth. But yeah, I'm like you. So many of them are in summer school now, and I got to well, go believe... back eight weeks and add another week for the the week off that they'll, they'll okay have before they. Okay, so right now we're going back time. to June fifth, and um and again if that you go back one, right. if you go back another two weeks, it's probably when summer school starts. That's what I'm going to guess. Yeah, so, and they, they have, have a kind, lot of I mean, them. They have they have summer schools that uh, you know you. You go all, you know, for a long period of time and over, you know, a very short length, you know, a short number of days but long hours. Um, they have they have different kinds of summer school. So it's not just this first summer session, second summer session. Ah, like that okay. Yeah. And that's that's really where a lot of these guys are graduating in three and a half years. Oh, yeah. At, with eligibility left because they take so many summer courses. Well, it wasn't that long ago, what, maybe a decade where, uh, you know, the summer school did not count towards your, you know, as part of your scholarship. That yeah. was something that these guys had to pay on their own. That's right. Uh, but obviously now it is. But yeah, that's, uh, I mean, that's that's been true forever. I mean, you can't you can't take 15 hours 
uh, and and not take summer school and graduate in four years. You just, it can't be done. I mean, most almost every single degree requires most of that. Um, so yeah, I never did that in summer school. That's why I didn't graduate? I, I had to go work. <laughs> I had to go work in the summers. So uh, yeah, it, it took me longer than four years. But now, yeah, you can absolutely um, knock out summer school and um, and get done really quick. That's, you know, how, that, that's how all these guys do it now. I know. And as you're thinking about, as we're thinking about summer school, my next question was: Do any athletes have summer jobs? Football or basketball? Do any of them have summer jobs? They used to all have summer jobs. Now nobody has a summer job. That would be an interesting deal. Now, unfortunately, they don't mm-hmm. have media days like they used to, where you can talk to everybody. Or yeah. maybe you could ask the sports information staff to put together a a, a survey. Do you yeah. think any football or basketball players have summer jobs? As of today, maybe unlikely. Now, that summer job can mean a lot of things now. It could be you part know, of the NIL. Could, yeah, you could have your own Amazon, uh, you know, <laughs> program where you're, you know, selling stuff on Amazon or something like that, you yeah. know, eBay. You know, that could be your summer job. Uh, but I remember back in when Ryan Mallett was in school, he worked up at Springdale Country Club. I remember seeing him up there working. Um Traylon Burks, from my understanding, during COVID, when all that stuff hit, he went and got a job in construction, which is a really Traylon Burks thing to do. Wow, um, that's recent. Nowadays, I mean, yeah, that was that's the most recent summer job. Well, it's not. I don't know if it, you'd count it as that or or what, but it was a COVID job. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. I haven't heard or seen anything lately, but uh, yeah, it used to be pretty common that you'd see guys. You know, getting summer jobs and stuff. But, I mean, now football is a full-time job even in the summer. I mean, yeah. they call it voluntary workouts. We know it's not voluntary. It's voluntary unless you want to sit on the bench all season. <laughs> and <laughs> and those summer jobs uh, back in the old days uh, sometimes led to fo- folks being on NCAA probation. Uh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, you go way back to the uh, – Ted Herod deal. Um, I wasn't going to bring up names. <laughs> yeah. well, I'm just going to share with you. Yeah, public for, investigation back then. I'll just tell you something. For somebody that knew Ted Herod very well, he, yeah. that was that was not he, that nothing happened there. That, yeah. that was a, that was a deal where his son and his well, and his wife were getting divorced, and she mm-hmm. she put together some fabricated records. That's how that happened. And so. What ended up happening with that deal is, yes, and they, they didn't find very much at all. That's right. Uh, the three-year investigation, it took them three years to investigate that. I know, it killed recruiting. Was, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Oh, it really hurt them on recruiting um, because you just had that cloud hanging over you, and then the penalties were nothing. Yeah. Because so there maybe, wasn't really much of anything. Maybe it's better not to have summer jobs. Then you don't have any of that stuff. But, you know, as I was th- asking that question, <clears throat> any of these guys are on NIL – if they're doing promotions for a product or anything, they can do all that they want to in the summer, can't they? Yeah, absolutely. And you can yeah, pay your them. Your summer job might be shooting commercials. And, and you can pay them whatever you want to, right? You're st- you're technically supposed to pay them fair market value, right? Don't you know that? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, fair market value for an athlete. <laughs> it might be different yeah. than fair market yeah. out value for, you know, a tuba player. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Never yeah, know. I don't about think there's that. many tuba mm-hmm. players getting endorsement deals, but there's no comparison. There's no way to compare the the money. But uh, yeah, I mean, the, the 
hopefully with you know the way college athletics has evolved to where it is you know these guys don't have to get summer jobs because again it is a full-time job plus some i mean it's such a full-time job uh, especially in season i mean it's even more so because there's traveling and stuff um, I mean, you, we talked about, you know, the academic support and tutors and all that stuff that you have to have for college athletes because, you know, they're missing time in class. They miss classes. They miss um, all kinds of stuff. So uh, it's important to, to, have, to have tutors. Of course, now you can almost get away with taking a full slate of online classes. Yeah. Okay, so what are football coaches doing right now? They're out recruiting, right? You can be on the road. Yeah, it's uh, it's still the uh, evaluation period, so they're out recruiting. Seeing, well, not recruiting. You can't you can't recruit when you're out on the road during this period. You can, um, you can say as much as, "Hey, how you doing?" You know, per NCAA rules, I'm not really allowed to talk to you, but it's nice to meet you. You know, mm. that's that's about all you can say. Really, um, technically, yeah, that's that's what you're allowed to say. Uh, you can visit the school, you know, visit a couple times for evaluations uh, during this period. And you still host visitors, uh, obviously, so that when they're on your turf, then absolutely you can recruit them. Trey, um, uh, of, oftentimes in the recruiting process we hear where a young man says, well, you know what, I, I chose this school. They've been with, with me since day one. They, they were the first to offer me. H- how big does that come into play oftentimes? I think it matters. I think it matters way more than – uh, let's get you on campus. Let's, you know, do this and then we'll offer you, um, you know, in person, uh, you know, Brett Bielema had a bad habit of, of doing that, thinking that that meant more. Uh, what means more is this is my first SEC offer. This is the first SEC team to offer me. This is the first team to offer me. That means more than way down the road. Let's get you in for a visit and we'll offer you in person. Um, you know, times have just changed. So, uh, yeah, I think that matters. These are the first guys that were that were after me, sure. Is is that why you see even ninth graders being offered scholarships these days? Right. I don't know if you can technically offer, but they know they've been offered. Yeah. Well, you, you can't technically offer them. Uh, I brought this up to a guy from the NCAA uh, about making, you know, if you make an offer to a, a, a recruit, then it should be binding. That's what I think. And that would stop uh, offering eighth graders, ninth graders, and such. Um, but his the guys replied to me. I don't know if he under, misunderstood my question, uh, but this has been years and years ago. But his reply was like, "That would be, you know, that would be a detriment to the team because they shouldn't be expected to honor, you know, an offer to an eighth grader." And I said, "Exactly." <laughs> so you, know, you they, shouldn't make one, right? Stop, this will stop them from doing that because you know, like. What you run into a lot of times in college football recruiting is teams are offering players before they've had a chance to evaluate him because uh, they have to stay in the game with them. And you technically, I believe it's August 1st, is when you can actually send a written scholarship offer to a recruit. August 1st of their senior year, which blows my mind, but that's, that's the date. Uh, everything else is just a verbal offer. You know, and you run into a lot of stuff where coaches will say, hey, we want to offer you, and the kid tries to commit. And I've seen kids commit all the time on radio and stuff like that. It's been a while since Arkansas has had a guy commit um, without the coach's <laughs> consent on it because mm-hmm. he thinks he has an offer. But, um, I mean, I remember this guy 
there was a kid in Georgia, and people referred to him as an Arkansas commit all the time because he went on radio and committed to Arkansas, but he never <laughs> had an offer. This was back when Bobby Petrino was coach. He never had a real offer. It was just, you know, we have to offer you to stay in the game with you, so we say we're going to offer you. And so you see that all the time. And it's, you know, with Arkansas in-state prospects, it creates a bit of a problem because – Big time. Yeah, because out-of-state schools will offer a guy from Arkansas – and it doesn't mean anything to them if they have to back off of that offer or pull it. But Arkansas, if they offer somebody, then they need to be pretty darn sure that they're going to hold to it and, and you know, eventually extend that written offer when they're allowed to. Um, and you run into stuff like, why isn't Arkansas offered? Well, Arkansas is dragging their feet, you know, and all this stuff. Mm. And really, Arkansas needs to get a proper evaluation. And Sometimes you're not able to get that. I mean, you're just not able to get that by the time, you know, all these schools are just kind of throwing offers out. Um, when Brett was at Arkansas, and I commend him, he wanted to do it the right way, right? But everybody else wasn't. <laughs> and so uh, it really hurts you. Uh, when he was at Arkansas, they were offering fewer players than anybody else in the SEC other than Texas A&M and LSU. Those schools were offering, or the only two in the SEC offering fewer prospects by a pretty significant number. And I think a big reason of that is, you know, LSU is, you know, they've got their whole state. They're the only school there. Um, and they're also right next to Houston, and Texas A&M's right there, too. And they, you know, got pretty close proximity to a lot of high-level talent. And so they don't have to offer a lot of guys. But Arkansas... It's got to spread its wings more. They don't have a Houston right next door, right. you know, or a yeah. New Orleans. Um, and so that always stuck out to me. And then we'd get to the end of national, you know, close to national signing day, and they'd have, you know, five guys they're in on and three spots available. And, you know, or five spots available and eight guys they're in on, something like that. And it just wasn't enough. They just – if Chad Morris's staff, you know, those coaches really understood it better – if you need one wide receiver, then you need to offer 10 wide receivers. And it's unfortunate that that's how it is, but that's just the way it is. And it's a difficult, you know, you, you're juggling numbers. It used to be even harder because you, you had a cap at 25. and But you're juggling so many numbers, and, um, you know, you just kind of have to play the odds. You have a pecking order. You offer 10 wide receivers. You know which one you want first, second, third. But uh, – it's, it's tough to juggle all that. Do you take a commitment from a guy? Do you take a commitment from your fifth guy on your board uh, when your first guy is still available, but you're only in his top five? You know, mm. so it's it's very difficult to juggle all that. I don't know how, <laughs> how they do it, but obviously some guys are are better than others. I got a, I got a question for you, Trey. Uh, straight me out on something. And so somebody, somebody from the portal uh, commits to Arkansas. Have they signed something already? Yeah, they'll sign a financial aid agreement, which just means that they are not bound to the school, but the school is bound to them. So they have a lot of freedom on their end. The school is obligated once they enroll to pay their tuition, pay their scholarship. If if they've not enrolled and somebody offers them a big NIL bundle, then they can turn around and leave, correct? Yes. Okay. Yep. Now, with high school guys on National Signing Day and all that stuff that you see, uh, those are binding toward the athlete and and the school, like Ron Holland right now mm-hmm. uh, with Texas, you know, still being held up there um, with his letter of intent because he is bound to that school. They are bound to him if he enrolls. So 
that's you know that's where things stand with that. But when you sign, you know, after the the signing periods have passed, you sign the financial aid agreement, uh, then that it's only bound. It's only means the school is bound to the athlete. See, see, I I, I know of one school that is not releasing who has committed to them, but for that simple reason that, that until they enroll in class, uh, they can just up and leave. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a smaller school. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I can so, so Trader's another one because coaches can't comment on a recruit until he signs. Now I assume that's the this letter you're talking about. So you could you could talk about a transfer portal guy. Once he signs a financial aid agreement, you can so talk about but it. that that means so if a guy says he's committed to a school, and like you were talking about, and the coach has no intention of signing him. He can't even say that publicly, can he? Because he's talking about a recruit publicly, and he can't do that until he signs with somebody. And if he, even if he, if you, if you want it out there, no, he's not coming here. A coach couldn't say that, could he? I'm not sure exactly what you're asking. Well, okay, you can't comment on a recruit until he signs a letter of intent. You were talking about a case where a guy kept saying he was coming to Arkansas, he's committed to Arkansas, and Arkansas mm -hmm. hadn't offered him. Okay. Right. But the Arkansas coach could not publicly say, no, he's not coming to Arkansas. We didn't offer him a scholarship because he's an unsigned recruit. Is that correct? That is correct. He can't publicly say, state that. My understanding is if he is asked, if a coach is asked, have you offered this prospect a scholarship, um, then they can comment on that. I've, I've not directly really? done that per se, but um, like if you needed to find that information out as a reporter, um, then I, I believe you can. I believe that's how that works. But I haven't read up on that. It may have changed. I'm, I'm just thinking about hey, you know a player can say whatever he wants to. The coach can't oh, yeah. even. Yeah, the coach can't even deny a rumor because he's an unsigned yeah. athlete. So Rick, there have been there have been there have been high school kids who have gone through a mythical recruiting process. Oh yeah, handled you know, handed, uh, had a mythical <laughs> yeah. signing day press conference yeah. and signed with a school. Yeah. And it didn't, nobody figured it out until they weren't on that kid's commit list on national signing day. <laughs> <laughs> well, how, how you, why would you do that? How humiliating when the people find out you're not going there? What did you think? We can talk about why people do crazy things all day and they still do it. Nope. Don't mention my name, Trey. <laughs> okay. Well, the crazy thing is we just had Trey Biddy for 25 minutes and never really got into much more than that. But it was really interesting, fascinating conversation. Well, Thank you I for that, it. Trey. We get to Thanks, talk Trey. to you again Thanks, tomorrow. Uh, yeah. That is Trey Biddy.